Good morning, everyone. We are so, so glad that you have joined us and continue to join us. Um, please stay around uh, at the end of the message. Uh, we got some big announcements coming up, some things that's going on that you'll want to be a part of. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Every time I come out of that worship, I'm just, I, it takes me a minute to kind of get my head back together. Oh, glory. Over the past couple of weeks, guys, we've been talking about who is God or who is this God? And we've made some things. We saw that he was Jehovah Jireh, our provider last week. Like we've already mentioned, we, we, we looked at his name as El Shaddai, which means the multi-breasted one, the one in whom we come from who has more than enough and ample supply to meet our needs. Um, and so we want to continue today to continue to look at him. One of the statements uh, that we made last week, it, um, I, I want to bear it out again, and it was that so many people know more about God's power than they do his personality uh, they know so much about his authority and his, and his ability than they do about his conduct and his character. And I think we do God a huge disservice by just knowing him as power, by just knowing him as the things we want. But why is he those things? And I think as we look at these names of God that we've been looking at, uh, it, it shows us those things. And what happens to us a lot of times, guys, is when he introduces himself in different facets and in different nature and parts of his nature, then we really question ourselves, well, is that really God? Because we have been taught for so long one way that God is that we have failed to see that our little brains cannot fully comprehend this God we serve. And it cracks me up how I see all of us, we get to this point where we think we've got him figured out and we've shoved him down in this little box and as long as God can operate within the confines of what I can understand, come on, or in the confines of what I can read, or in the con, you know, he, folks, I'm telling you, and this upsets a lot of people, but God is bigger than the Bible. And I love the Bible. The Bible is awesome. It is his love letter to me. It reveals to me plans and purposes and pursuits for my life. But if I think that 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 little volume of books and writings as inspired by God as they are but if I think that that can regulate all of who God is then, then, then I, I serve a small God and I'm telling you I, I, I made, a long, I made it my, my decision a long time ago Perry to decide that I want a God that can continually blow my mind and if, and if he can't continually to just mess me up, then, then that makes me bigger than him. And so a lot of times, folks, when we pray, we pray according to what we even know. And uh, I, I, I was thinking this week, you know, we, we, we taught kids when they sit down at, at, at meal, oh, let's say grace. Well, God is good. And God is great, God is great, God is good, and we thank him for our food. And then we teach him, well, now I lay me down to sleep. 
I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And then we get older. And then our prayers, when we're really not certain of who he is and who we're really talking to, then our prayers just become, we, we, we lob these verbal shells into the firmament, past the firmament of heaven, into heaven, and we hope that it'll make contact somewhere in heaven. It becomes a guessing game. It becomes a hoping game. But folks, meaningful prayer is not just making sounds and sending it into the atmosphere. Meaningful prayer is about having a conversation, a talk. And, and I, I love the, the songs that Ron picked this morning. I kept getting messed up as we were singing them because he didn't know what I was preaching this morning. He didn't know the things that I wanted to bring out this morning. But when we talk with a person, that's what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation between you and your father. It's a conversation between you and Abba, you and Papa. And, and, and unless you really know who Papa is, unless you really know who Abba is, you're always going to struggle with knowing if you can have confidence in him or not. And so this is why that we've been talking about these names of God and how he has revealed himself is because we have to know his character. The first scripture I want you to look at today on your tablet, your phone, your, <coughs> your Bible, if you carry that around is Ezekiel chapter 48, verse 35. And I'm reading now the NIV. Ezekiel 38, verse 45. And he's talking about here the, the new city of Jerusalem that's, that's coming down. And he gives us a glimpse <clears throat> into his character. He gives us a glimpse into his character by talking about this new city. And in verse 35, he says, and the distance all around will be 1,800 cubits. Now, here, here's where we get a glimpse of him. And the name of that city is not heaven. <laughs> he says, the name of that city from that time on will be the Lord is there. Will be the Lord is there. Now, the original wording of that is not the Lord is there, but it's actually his name. The name of this city is actually <laughs> Jehovah Shama. The Lord is there. And so, come on. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Uh, and so when we look at this, I want you to understand the scriptures that we're going to look at today is all about where is God? Because that's the question I hear so many people ask. I've seen it on Facebook. I've seen it on all these different things. Well, where is God in this? And where is God in that? And where is God here? And where is God there? God says his name, his own personal name is he is there. So where is God? He is there. Well, where is there? Well, there's a, see that, that, that phrasing changes depending on how we look at it. Where is there? Go to Psalms 139. And I'm reading now the Passion Translation. Psalms 139, starting in verse 4. Now David is trying to figure out how to get away from God. And he says in verse 4, he says, you know all the words I'm about to speak. 
before I even start a sentence. Why? Because he's there. He's there before your, your brain ever formulated the thought to speak the sentence. He's there. You know every step I'm about to take before my journey even begins. See, you got to understand this about your father. You got to understand this about your Abba. You got to understand this about your Papa. That even before you begin to start your day's journey, He knows your steps, what is laid out before you, even before you take the first step, because He's always there. And so many times we get our eyes off of this fact. We look at how bad it is here. We look at how bad it is there. We think, oh Lord, what am I going to do next? Well, He says, go ahead and start taking the journey because I will be there from the beginning all the way until the end verse 5 you have gone into my future well what does the future hold for us Carrie I don't know but he's there he, <laughs> well what's the what's the future hold for the United States I can promise you this he's already there What's the future hold for my personal life? I don't know, but I know who does because he's already there. He's already living in your past. He's inside of you in your, in your, in your present, and he's already stepped over into your future and has already designed a plan that's laid out for you because his name is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Whew. I got to calm down. <laughs> You have gone into my future to prepare the way. See, your future's already prepared because he's there. <laughs> and in kindness, you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Well, but you don't know what I've done in the past. You don't know what I've done. It's going to follow me. All the things. I, and we, we've told people this. We've taught people this. Well, you got to pay for the things you do. Come on. Be sure your past will haunt you. No, my past is not going to haunt me. Your past is not going to haunt you. Why? Because your rear guard stands behind you. Jehovah Shammah, he's already been into your future preparing your plan and he's standing guard your back so that your past doesn't come to harm you. You do not have to suffer the, because of the things of your past because he is there. <sighs> ah. With your hand of love upon my life, you impart a blessing to me. Verse 6, this is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go? Now here, here it is. Even if you're out there today and you think you're going to get away from God. <laughs> David said, where could I go? to get away from your spirit. I could run, where could I hide from your face? If I go up to heaven, you're there. King James Version says, if I make my bed in hell, you're there. Passion says, if I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're there waiting. Whew. 
Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. It is impossible to disappear from you or to ask the darkness to hide me. I'm in verse 11. For your presence is everywhere bringing light into my night. Well, these are just such, such dark times we're living in. No, they're not. Well, everything's going bad. That's because we're looking at the wrong circumstances. See, if we realize that Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there, he is really there. If we really understand that he's really there, all the darkness that seems to be there gets dispelled into every direction in the universe because it can't exist in the same place as he. And for you today, no matter how dark your situation looks, he's there. Verse 12. There is no such thing as darkness with you. The night to you is as bright as the day. There's no difference between the two. See, we, we've learned a lot of Christian, big Christian words in our life. And some of you aren't going to like the things I say next. We've learned big Christian words, Sheila. We've learned words like God is omnipotent and we like to use them and we like to throw them around but I'm telling you right we really don't believe them come on is that okay Perry thank you Perry says it's all right we use it see omnipotent if you're not if you don't speak Christianese just means that God is all-powerful and we believe that until they tell us there's a pandemic going around Sometimes you just got to wait and let things settle down. We believe that God is all-powerful until they give us bad news. We believe that God is all-powerful until they say it's hopeless. We believe that God's power until somebody else's voice becomes larger than his. And then all of a sudden, these big Christian words we use, we don't believe anymore. They're just nice and pretty words that make us sound all theologically straight and you know then we use words like omniscient well I don't speak Christianese well omniscient just means God is all-knowing he has all knowledge he exists in knowledge he he knows everything and the scriptures we just read pointed that out he knows your past and your future and he's already in your future he's living with you in the present and he stands guard over your past until we asked God, God, did you not know what was going to happen if this thing really got this bad? We act like this took God by surprise. Are you okay? Man, it's even quiet in this room and I got a few people sitting in here. It, it's, it's good because we sit and we ask God, well, God, did you know what was good, this was going to bring? Did you really know how bad this was going to get? I can't believe that you knew this, God, or you wouldn't have let it happen. Somehow, until something we are facing causes us to really question all the big words we use. And then we use words like God is omnipresent. And again, for those of you who do not speak Christianese, Omnipresent 
means that God is everywhere. He's everywhere. And God is, God is omnipresent. Let me tell you something. Most of the church don't believe that, doesn't believe that. Because we have determined that there are some places God just won't go. Well, God can't be in there. Oh, you're going in that place? Oh, God, you know, God won't visit you in there. Oh, oh are you okay? Well, God is not there. Why? Because we have been taught there are things that God just is just too great to be a partaker of. Well, if we really believe that God is omnipresent, that he is everywhere, even in our darkness, even in our mess, and even in the things that we are doing that we know are flat out wrong and are destructive to our life, you have to understand he's still there. Or else it's just another word. David said, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go to hell, you're there. If you go under the bridge, he's there. If you go where the loud music is, he's there. You can't get away from him. He is not so offended with you. or he is not so offended with you or anything that you've done that he would ever run away from you. His presence will always be there waiting for you to realize these other things are just distraction from the glory that is waiting beside you. He doesn't run. His name is Jehovah Shammah. So either we believe it or not, he's there. Where is there? There is everywhere. Well, God just can't be there. That's why I say that's why most of us don't really, we use the words, but we don't believe the words. So, so you sometimes you got to count down. It's like a snow globe. You shake something up, Perry, and you just got to wait and let the snow settle. In Genesis 28, we find Jacob had come to a place where he needed rest, and so he gathered some rocks and he put his head on a rock for a pillow. And he began to have a dream about a stairway that went to heaven. King James calls it a ladder. But it was a stairway and that, that he said that angels were going up into heaven and back down and up into heaven and back down. And Jehovah, which is, did you know that the, 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 in the early Jewish tradition, they weren't even allowed to call him that? They didn't even spell out the whole word. And so in most Jewish uh, Bibles and things, it gets, it gets translated as Adonai because they weren't allowed to use that. And so Jehovah was standing at the top of this staircase, and this is what he said to him. He said, I am Jehovah, the Lord, of, the God of your father Abraham. And he begins to lay this out to him. Here's what's coming to you. I will give you the land. I will give you and your descendants the land. Your descendants will burst out all over the place in every direction. And every family on the earth will be blessed through you. And here's where I want to pick this up in verse um, 
15. Genesis 28, verse 15. From the Tree of Life version. He said, Behold, I am what? With you. He said, Now, see, you got to understand, Jacob was on the run. Something bad had happened. He was taken off and he was hiding. And he came to the place where he had to rest. And what did the Lord tell him? I am with you. Jacob understood this. He said, I am with you and I will watch over you wherever you go. Now see, here's where we, we know that we don't often believe what we say. Because when fear and all this other stuff comes in on us, we act like this is not the same God. Even though we'll quote the scripture, our God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews 13. Our God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we shout about it, and we declare it, and we yes, 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 until all hell breaks loose in our life. Well, God, where are you? See, I didn't really believe that this is even the same God or this situation, this circumstance wouldn't overtake me with fear and dread. But I'm here to tell you today that he promises you the same thing he promised to Jacob. I will be there. Because that's his name. Jehovah. Shama. Look what he promises him here. He said, wherever you go, I'll watch over you. For I will not forsake you until I have done what I promised you. And Jacob woke from his sleep and said, I'm in verse 16, and said, undoubtedly, Adonai, Jehovah, is in this place. And look what he says here. And I was unaware. You say, well, what's, what, who cares what he says there? Because that's where a lot of us live our life. I've lived in it. I'm sure you lived in it. I hope we're not living in it right now. But there are times when I sit back and I look and I say, man, God was right there with me, but I was unaware. See, what, I, what Jehovah Shammah wants us to know today, what the Lord is there wants us to know is never forget the fact and never become unaware of the fact that no matter what darkness we are facing, He is there. And in verse 7, verse 17, and He was so afraid and said, how fearful, how fearsome is this place. This is none other than the house of of God. This must be the gate of heaven. And so he called the name Bethel. So he called the name of the place Bethel. Let's just let's stop right there. Because I really want to look at where is there. Well, where is there with God? Everywhere. In the middle of a pandemic, he's there. In the middle of what appears to be financial collapse, he's there. In what appears to be a hopeless situation you're going through right now, he is there. Be more aware of his presence. Don't be like Jacob. Jacob said, surely the presence of the Lord is in this place and I was unaware. Well, I think it's time we change our awareness I think it's time that we understand that he is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord 
is there. Oh my goodness. So we see there that the city of gold, the city that was coming down, its walls were 1,800, yeah, 1,000 cubics. What was the name of the city? The Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. What did Jacob say? He said, this is the house of God. This God is here and I'm unaware. And then David said, where in the world can I go to get away from you? If I go to the heights of the earth, of the heavens, you're there. If I go to the depths of hell, you're there. If I go make my, uh, my home on the sea of the shore of the sea, you're already there. In my future, you're already there. Guarding my past, you're already there. You cannot escape God. Folks, it's time that we begin to look what is God doing in the middle of this rather than looking at what this is. But where is there right now? Is he in Washington? Yes. Well, I don't agree with so-and-so. God's still there. Is he in Columbus? He's there. Doing what he needs to do. Folks, he's not forgotten his children. It's time that we become believers. Not just talkers, but real believers. But where is there now? Go to John chapter 14, verse 20. John chapter 14, verse 20. From the Passion Translation, he says this. He said, so when that day comes, you will know that I am living in the Father. So where is Jesus? He's living in the Father. And that you are one with me. So if I'm one with God, where does that put me living? In the Father. Wait, Jesus said he had, in another part of, of John, he said he would send us another comforter who would never leave us. So where does that put the Holy Spirit? In the Father, with me, with Jesus, the divine trinity, and I'm getting to be tied right to him. But he goes on, it gets better. Know that I am living in the Father and that you are one with me, for I will be living in you. His name is Jehovah Shammah. I am there. Some of you just need to touch your belly right now. Why your belly? Well, Proverbs says that the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord that searches all the inward parts of the belly. <laughs> He's here. Right here. And he promises to never leave you or forsake you. Jehovah Shammah is living in you. In the divine trinity of God inside of you right now. Matthew 28, 20. Matthew 28, 20 out of the Amplified says this. It says, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. Now I love how the, how the Amplified uh, defines this here. I am living with you how long? Always. How long is God going to live with you? How long is Jehovah Shammah living with you? He is there forever. Always. Amplified goes on to define that as remaining with you perpetually. Regardless of the circumstance and on every occasion even to the end of the age. 
So regardless of the circumstance and on every occasion of your life, Jehovah Shammah is there. Well, what happens when fear comes? Well, you, you have a picture. You can either look at the fear or you can remember the there. <laughs> look at the fear or remember the there because the there says he is in you forever, always, perpetually, continually, no matter what the circumstance. His name is Jehovah Shammah here. This is the house of the Lord. You are the house of God. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27. And this is the last scripture I'm going to read you today because he's, he's there. And I'm going to try to do it without crying. Colossians chapter 1, verse 27 from the message translation. God says this. God wanted everyone not just Jews to know the rich and glorious secret inside and out. Regardless of their background, regardless of their religious standing, the mystery in a nutshell is just this. Christ is in you. King James Version says Christ in you. The hope of glory. Christ in you. Jehovah Shammah. There. Some of you need to get up right now and go run and look into a mirror and look right deep down in your eyes and know that Christ, Jehovah Shammah, is there. In your bedroom, in your bathroom, in your living room. If you're laying on the bed with your feet propped up and you're eating cereal while you're listening to me, He is there. And when you're in the middle of the darkest time of your life, run and look at yourself right in the mirror, touch your belly, and say, Jehovah Shammah, he is there. See, the mystery is this. Christ is in you. Therefore, you can look forward to sharing in God's glory. It's that simple. That is the substance of our message Paul's right to the, Paul writes to the church of Colossae. The substance of the message is Christ in you. He's not in some far off place where we lob prayers into the atmosphere hoping they'll land on fertile ground. His name is Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Jesus told us that he lives in us and will be with us forever. So when we pray... Know that he is as close as the breath that you breathe from your nostrils. He is, his ear is so close that even a whisper seems like a shout to him. We're, we're, we're convinced because, oh, 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 this is me trouble. We're convinced that the louder we get, the more God hears. But why do we, but you know what? If my wife and I are laying in bed at night and I roll over and I look at her and she feels my hot, steamy breath on her nose and I say, baby, I love you. It's just as powerful as if I would stand 
on the top of some mountain and make some... See, that's what we've done. We've made Christianity about these big giant gestures rather than this true relationship. And that whisper, why? Because we're intimate. Nobody else is in that bed with us. It's just she and I. Well, guess what? Inside of you right now, it's just you and him. And you don't have to scream, and you don't have to yell, and you don't have to say, God, do you please hear me? And you don't have to make these big, giant gestures because all you have to do is a whisper because he's in. If we really believed, different. that'll make you live different. Knowing that you're not getting away, that he's there. Can I pray with you today? Let's pray, and then we'll go into some announcements real quick. Father, I thank you for today. <laughs> Glory. I know, I understand what Jesus said when he stood in front of Lazarus' tomb. And he said, Father, I thank you that you hear me always because you can't help but hear me when you live inside me. <laughs> you hear my thoughts. I understand what David said, Lord. I understand what David meant when he said, you know my thoughts, my words, every word of my sentence before I even spoke it. I know what that means now, Lord. And Father, I pray that your spirit will just unbelievably overwhelm everyone who listens to this, who's listening live, who's going to listen in the future. Your word is, this is just as powerful three days from now, Lord, as it is right now. Because you're already there. Father, let me fall in love with that intimate side of your relationship with me more, 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 more. It's not you who's ever forgotten it, it's me. And so, Lord, I ask that you pour out into me more reality. Make me more aware. And forgive me when I hear another voice that becomes louder, louder than yours. We thank you for it. I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Some quick announcements. First off, um, there won't be a drive-through prayer this Tuesday. So uh, please make note of that. There will be no drive-through prayer this Tuesday. This Wednesday at 6 o'clock will be our live stream with Ted Davis. Uh, We'll be continuing to look at Living by Revelation. Uh, he had some good stuff last week. Uh, all these are usually uh, on, they, they stay on Facebook, but if you know somebody who doesn't have Facebook, I try to get them uploaded to uh, YouTube within the week. So if you can even go to YouTube and watch them if, if you know somebody that doesn't have Facebook. Um, offering, uh, you can continue to give either at hcfcambridge.com is a giving button on our webpage. You can give online at bit.ly forward slash give HCF. It should be on your screen now. Uh, You can give uh, by that. That will take you to our secure online giving. Or if you're watching from your computer or something this morning and you have your phone handy, you can just scan the QR code that is on the screen now and that will take you um, directly to our uh, secure online giving page as well. And if you're not, uh, not comfortable with online giving, you please continue to mail in your tithes and offerings at 6060 Glen Highway, Cambridge, Ohio, 
4-3-7-2-5. You guys have been so faithful to continue to give, so faithful in your giving that we've been able to really not miss a beat uh, at Harvest Christian Fellowship. So with that said, I have one major announcement now. It won't be on your screen, but if you are a, a member of this church or a regular attendee and we have your um, address in our uh, directory, uh, please be looking for a letter in the mail this week, okay? You'll be getting a letter from Harvest Christian Fellowship. Um, also, the, the contents of that letter will be posted on our Facebook page for those of you who aren't in our directory because I know we have some who's, who's not been added yet. Um, and with what is going on with the state of Ohio right now, uh, we will resume live services on May the 17th. Okay, in this letter will be the guidelines that we're going to go by. We want you to know that we're doing our part to, to, to follow the guidelines of our, of our governors. Uh, Romans 13 encourages us to be uh, uh, just obedient and submissive. Now, again, that's not subservient, but, you know, to honor our leaders. And so we're going to, we've taken some uh, precautions and some guidelines in the church and in that letter, you will see those guidelines. And on our Facebook page, those guidelines will be posted this week. So again, May the 17th, not next week, May 17th, we will resume on, uh, regular services here. Now, online and live stream is still going to happen. There will be no other things happening through the week. Uh, we will continue to do the Wednesday live stream as well. But our Sunday services We'll be going back to regular schedule with some uh, precaution and guidelines in place on May the 17th at 10 a.m., so regular service time. So if you're comfortable, come on, all right? Whatever makes you comfortable, come on that way. Uh, but as the, as the state is being opened back up, we're now comfortable to be go open back up with them. And so we're excited about that. There's so, so many of you we want to see and, and, and touch, touch base with again. And continue to reach out and love on each other by phone, uh, text, or Facebook, however you're doing it right now. But know that is coming. Amen? Um, we love you. We appreciate you. And remember, you are blessed whether you like it or not. So you might as well enjoy it. Have a great week. We will see you Wednesday at 6 p.m. for our live stream. Have a great day, and you are blessed.